they, they didn't entitle or, or, they didn't, or they didn't became necessary for his redemption. All right. See, because the first, the first prerequisite to understanding the redemption plan is understanding that I need to be redeemed. All right. See, you got you got some folk that really don't understand that they need to be redeemed, yeah. and you got some folks still don't think they need to be redeemed. All right, all right. Some folks think they're all right, just like they are. Glory to God. But those of us with good sense, mm. we knew we was in trouble right. and needed to be redeemed. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. I look back at my life and all I can see is as long as I need to be redeemed. Amen. 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 Galatians 3, when you got to say amen. Amen. Galatians chapter 3. Glory to God, verse 13. Amen. And 14. And the scripture reads, Christ had redeemed us. Christ had redeemed us. From what law? From the curse of the law. From the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us. For it is written. Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Amen. 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 Give it to you again. Christ has redeemed. The word redeemed means to buy back. To buy back. To buy back. Amen. To buy back. We have been redeemed. In other words, we have been bought back. Yeah. You know we got uh we got we have coupons out and the coupons will say redeemed by it'll tell you that you can use this by you can get this discount by you know uh, uh by a certain date or whatever but it means that that this particular coupon you have to redeem it or use it by a certain time that it won't be no good. That's right. Amen. Especially you women who understand coupons like y'all say coupon redeem. <laughs> So the Bible says that Christ has redeemed us. That simply means he bought us back. Yeah. He bought us back. Well, what did he buy us back from? He brought us back from the curse. And let me show you what the curse is. Turn with me, if you will, to Deuteronomy. Amen. Chapter 21, real quick. Keep your finger on Galatians. I may be referring back there. Amen. I may be referring back there in a minute, but... Deuteronomy chapter 21. Yeah. See, I want you to see. Amen. Matter of fact, go to Genesis 2. Genesis 2. Let me take you there first. I want to show you when death got introduced on the scene. Before Genesis 2, verse 17. Death wasn't even on the scene. Genesis, first book of the Bible. Amen. Chapter 2. Glory to God. Verse 17. When well, you got to say amen. Amen. 
Amen. I want you to see. See, I'm, I'm giving you this stuff. Amen. So that you'll be aware of what's going on. Here we go. And this is God talking. I'm going to start in 16. And the Lord God commanded the man, commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden, thou mayest freely eat. Thou mayest freely what? Watch this. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely what? Thou shalt surely do what? Now let me ask you this here. We know, amen, that Adam ate. Ain't that right? That his wife ate, right? And that Adam ate, right? Did Adam die? Did Adam die physical death? No. Adam died spiritually. Adam became disconnected or separated from God. Adam did not die. We know it's not a physical death because Adam and his wife Eve go on to have children. And then Cain and Abel, then one of the boys grow up and he killed his brother. So we know that they didn't physically die. But we know that God said, for in the day that thou eatest of it, you shall surely die. So God is saying, God is saying here, that, that, that when he ate or disobeyed, he died. Not, not spiritually, but what? I mean, not physically, but what? Spiritually. Okay, now, 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 now here's, here's what we need to understand about this. What we need to understand is this. We need to understand that spiritual death is the curse. Write this down. You need to write this stuff down. Spiritual death, that's the curse. Oh, the curse. Spiritual death is the curse. Adam still lived physically, but spiritually he was dead to God. Spiritually he was dead to God. He had no sensitivity. His spirit was not sensitive to the things of God. His, his, his radar, his spiritual sense radar was disconnected. In fact, God was looking for him and Adam was hiding himself from God. Spiritual death came to the earth first. Before Lord have mercy, Jesus. Now I want you to get this. Spiritual death shows up before physical death. Alright, alright. Lord have mercy. I just gave somebody something right there. And so, so you might got somebody you know right now that's on their deathbed. And what I'm trying to get you to see now is that spiritual death shows up first before physical death. All right, all right. So that means that if you can administer life through the spirit, then it don't make a difference what condition the body is in. If you can administer life through the spirit, the body will be saved. All right, all right, all right. You can see it now. All right. I'm trying to get you. I'm trying to get you to see that because see, spiritual death is the first step. The manifestation is physical death. All right. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. 
when spiritual when spiritual death has reached its climax in in the in the person or in the body, then physical death follows. All right, all right, all right. So spiritual death is the first death that was introduced on the scene by God. He said, "In the day that you eat of, you are surely die." That day, Adam began to die. All right. Although he was, see, you know some folks like that right now. You know some folks that although they living in the earth, they really did. They died daily. Glory to God. So spiritual death came to the earth first. It manifests itself physically by slowly, watch this, slowly and systematically destroying the life that it is attacked. My Lord. Spiritual death slowly and systematically attacks the life of the person to cause physical death. Mm. I want mercy. Mm. Like you say, well, how did it happen? Which how, how, how do it? How do it? And, and, and look, let me tell you, it happens because of the disconnect. Because, the, see, under the curse. Now let's go to Deuteronomy where we were. Let's go to Deuteronomy where we were. Deuteronomy 21, right? Deuteronomy 21, glory to God. I said verse 23. I'll give you this stuff so that you can see the necessity. The necessity. The necessity for the redemptive plan. For the redemptive plan. Amen. Deuteronomy, it's in, it's in the beginning of the Bible. Amen. One of the first five books. I mean, book four. Okay. Six. Five. Deuteronomy 21. Deuteronomy 21. It's a fifth book. What do you got to say, man? Amen. Amen. Let's start at verse 22. Look what God said. He says, and if a man have committed a sin worthy of death, and he be put to death, and thou hang him on a tree, his body shall not remain all night upon the tree, but thou shalt in any wise bury him that day. For he that is hanged is what? Accursed. Accursed of who? God. Accursed of God. That thy land be not defiled, which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance. He said, if a man committed a sin, that that sin he's worthy of death, let him be hung on a tree. And when he's dead, you take him down. You can go ahead and take him down and bury him. You see? Because he is a curse of God. Mm. So we go right back to Galatians now. And Galatians says that, that Christ has redeemed us. From the curse of the law. Being yeah. made a curse for us because he was hung on what? He was hung on a tree. So we see now, now that Christ now became the curse for us. Yes. Thank I'm going to give you something else. Deuteronomy 28, right quick. Go a few chapters over. A few chapters over.
Turn around to 28 verses 1 through 14. Glory to God. Talks about the blessing. And if you are hearkening unto the Lord your God, diligent unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and do all his commandments which I command you this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee high above all nations on earth. In verse 2, and all these blessings shall do what? Come on me. Y'all see it? Y'all see it? Deuteronomy 28, verse 2. And all these blessings shall come on thee and do what? Overtake You want to be overtaken in some blessings? I'm trying to get you with me now. I'm trying to get you with me. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. If thou shalt hearken unto the bonds of the Lord thy God. Blessed them shall thou be in the city. And blessed shall thou be in the field. Blessed shall the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, and the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. And, now, I ain't got to go all over to that, but clearly here you see that every part of your life, God said He's going to bless. He's going to bless your body, your property, your mind, your wealth. Everything's going to be blessed. Everything's going to be blessed. But now watch this. But now watch this. Go down to verse 15. Say the women say the curse. The curse. But it shall come to pass if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and do all his commandments and his statutes which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Cursed shall thou be in the city, cursed shall thou be in the field, cursed shall thou basket and thy store, cursed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy land. And the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Cursed shall thou be when thou comest in, and cursed will I be when thou goes out. See it now. God said you're going to be cursed. Everything you got going to dry up. In your body, in your, in, in your property, everything you own going to dry up. You're going to be operating under what? Curse. Now, let's go back to Galatians again. Let's go back there again. Galatians, glory to God, chapter 3. In the back of the Bible, where we started. Glory to God. In the back of the Bible, where we started. Galatians, chapter 3. I need you to see this. I need you to see this. Now, we know what the curse is, right? We know when sin got introduced. We know when spiritual death came, right? We know all of that, right? Watch this. Here it is. 13. Christ had redeemed us from the curse of the law. Say this with me. Say, I've been set free. I've been set free. From the curse. From the curse. More, more, more important to put it like this. Say this with me. Say, I, I don't, have don't have to worry about the curse. About the curse. I've been redeemed. I've been redeemed. From the curse. From the curse. Jesus, I'm trying to get you to see this now. See, even though it's there in the Word, you've been redeemed. How? Watch this. It says, from the law being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that's hanging on a tree. We read it, right? Why? That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. You see it now, huh? I want you to write this down with me. Here's the statement. Here's the statement that's so profound. Religion 
has misplaced the redemptive patch. Religion has misplaced the redemptive package and made the believer tolerate the curse. Wow. Lord have mercy. Even though it has been destroyed from reigning over us, they unconsciously give it rule and place in their lives. Start off. I can give it to you. Religion has misplaced the redemptive package and made the believer to tolerate the curse, even though it has been destroyed from reigning over them. They unconsciously give it rule and place in their lives. The Holy Ghost told me that. You got a redemptive package that's been misplaced. Religion has misplaced the redemptive package and made the believer tolerate the curse. Now I want you to stop right there and ask yourself who has bewitched you? Lord have mercy. I heard Paul say it like this. Oh foolish nations, who have bewitched you? Huh? Who has made you, us, tolerate the curse? Who has made us tolerate poverty? Who has made us tolerate sickness? Who has made us tolerate disease? Who has made us tolerate these things? Even though we've been delivered from these things, He has destroyed these things. He has redeemed us from the curse. Being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. Why? Why did He do it? That the blessing of Abraham might come upon us. Who has bewitched us? Who has stolen or misplaced this redemptive package and made the believer tolerate the curse and live under a curse even though we've been set free from it? That's why it's necessary to take a look at the redeemed man again. Yeah. Yeah. You see? Because what happens is, is we get so far off in this other stuff and we forget the basic foundation. Without this foundation, without the foundation of redemption, glory to God, we won't have a confidence to operate in anything else. Because we are thinking in our own minds that we don't even deserve to be operated like wow. that. I can't operate. I can't. I, I don't even. You know, we'll be saying, "Well, I don't even believe that I need to be operating like that because I got this going on in my life." The devil is alive. All right. Mm. See, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care if the rain is. I don't care about the clouds looking like they're full of water. I don't care even that the water coming down. Right. Even while I'm speaking, could still be coming down. I'm not going to make a decision about what I want based on what I see. 
what I see push me out of what my desires are and what the words say I can have. Alright. Glory to God. I want you to see this now. So the redemptive package has been misplaced. The believer has been made they no matter what the devil. Mm. <laughs> Let me show you why. Watch this here. Turn your Bibles with me now. Amen. I want to show you a few things, but I don't. I, I don't want to stay there on death too long, so I'm going to go somewhere else, then I'm going to come back. Give me, give, give me John, the 8th chapter of John, the 44th verse. The 8th chapter of John, the 44th verse. When you got to say amen. The 8th chapter of the book of John. Glory to God, man. Glory to God. I'm telling you, it's good, man. It's good. Because I'm going to tell you something right now. See, receiving this tonight, receiving this in your spirit sets you free. Yeah. It sets you free. John 8, glory to God, verse 44. When you got it, you know what to say. Yeah. Look at what Jesus said in 43. Jesus talking to a man, some religious leaders. Everybody says, he says, 42, Jesus said unto them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word. Lord have mercy. Watch this. Watch why they don't understand. And watch why they can't hear. Ye are of your father the devil. Stop right here. Ye are of your father the devil. Man. There was, a, there was a guy, there was a guy, uh, 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 a ruler of the Jews, and he came to Jesus by night. And he asked Jesus, what could he do to inherit the kingdom of God? And Jesus said that he must needs be born again. Yes, sir. He must needs be born again. Yes. Now, why the born again experience? See, the born again experience is necessary because man needs a, a new spirit. Watch this here. When Adam, when Adam sinned, when Adam disobeyed, spiritual death set in. Therefore, everyone that was born of Adam, and we are all children of Adam. That, therefore, everybody that was born of this natural lineage was born into, into sin. In other words, he is sin. Let me get to you, let me get to you wrong so you can understand. He is sin. Sin is your nature. Sin is your nature. Your man without Christ has a nature that is of his fault. The devil. Man apart from God can't do what? Lord have mercy. I'm trying to get you to see this. Look what Jesus says. He said, you are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father, he will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. From the beginning. And abode not in the 
truth. Why? Because there's no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. Adam received the lie down into his spirit. And as a result, he began to die. Adam did, did everything that Adam gave birth to as far as children inherited that same nature. Yeah. Because everything they learned, they were taught that by their father Adam. And Adam took on a new father. He was receiving information from a source other than God. And that source other than God is called devil. So Jesus understands that those who he's talking to, because you reject Jesus, you automatically reject God. Say you the father. So he said, Lord, your father, you'll do. Jesus is telling this to the religious leaders. That you are under your father the devil. Look what else he's saying. He's saying, you have his spirit and you have his nature. Lord have mercy, Jesus. Wow. He's telling religious leaders that they have the spirit of the devil and the nature and the devil's nature. That they have the characteristics of the devil. Yeah. Under this principle, watch this here. Then therefore, if they have, if they have his nature, if they have his spirit, and they have the characteristics of the devil, then this means they are in unity. With the devil. With the devil. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lord have mercy. See, 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 this stuff, I'm showing you this because we have to honestly take a look at it so we can appreciate the born again experience. Yeah. All right, all right. Amen. So we can fully appreciate the born again experience. Look at what Jesus said. He said, The children of Adam, Cain and Abel, and because of this nature, the devil's nature, one of the brothers rises up and kills the other brother. Wow. Where did they get that from? <laughs> Adam and Eve have two boys. One Cain, one Abel. All of a sudden, the spirit of murder shows up. Where did he get it from? The devil. The devil. You think somebody that don't kill their own brother or kill their mama, you don't think that nature's it? You know what? The biggest mistake we make is to is to pretend like and act like that spirit don't exist. Right, right. When we are dealing with this stuff every day, yeah. sometimes in our own families, sometimes in the workplace, sometimes in our in our churches, sometimes in our homes, we are dealing with spirits that have a nature like the devil. Yeah. Lord, Jesus. Yeah. And that stuff cannot go unchecked. Do you know if the devil watch this? Do you know if the devil can get you to believe a lie? He can get you to kill. Do you know? Watch this. Do you know? Do you know that the twin, the twin of a lie, is called is, is called steal. If he can get you to lie, he can get you to steal. If he can get you to steal, he can get you to kill. You see. It's our big play. Watch this. Watch this. This nature can't be changed. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Thanks for all the attention. Say this with me. Say the devil's nature. The devil's nature. 
It can't be changed by doing good conduct. Good deed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know some people think they got some, you know, they got good conduct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, can you change the nature of a bear by taking him out the woods and bringing him to the surface? You get in there and play with him. Sometimes he'll let you play. But well, what happens when the bear gets tired of playing? Uh, we see it all the time, don't you? Bear. Yeah. Bear kill man. <laughs> see it with the lion. Lion kill man. Why? The, the animal is a wild animal and has the nature of a killer. You can't get no, you can't turn no killer lion into, into a house cat. Two different kinds of nature. This nature can't be changed by doing good conduct. By having a good job. By having a lot of money. By being a member of a social club or organization. By being a scout. My Lord. You can't change your nature like that. Man keep trying to change his devil's nature without God. Man try to change his devil's nature, amen. He want to give money to different organizations and do different things. That's good, but if you got the devil's nature, then you're giving it just to get back some on your taxes. Man is lost because of what he is. And if he's of his father, the devil, then just like father, so is the son. So if the father is the devil, the son, I know. Lord have mercy. We don't, sometimes we don't like to call a pot a, a pot. Sometimes we like to get another name. Well, you know, so and so, yeah, he's a good guy. Well, what make him good? Do you profess Jesus Christ? Is he born again? Is he saved? Amen. I'm shopping down because I'm preaching good. Amen. All right. Only by being born again can man get a new nature. Yeah. Yes, sir. I don't want to deceive you. Amen. I want you to, I, I, I got to preach this like God gave me to preach it, and I got to tell it to you the way he told me to tell it. Only by being born again can man get a new nature. Man can't get a new nature by reading history books. Man can't get a new nature by studying black history. Man can't get a new nature by all of that. The only way man gets a new nature is by a born again experience. Yeah. Amen. Come here, preacher. Come here. Glory to God. To save man, now what's the So God had a redemptive plan. This is good for you, y'all. God had a redemptive plan. God wanted the same man. And so God understood that until he changed his nature, he can't do nothing for him. So here's a redemptive plan at work. So God says to save man, one has to pay the penalty for the transgression. Jesus Christ. Lord have mercy, my Lord. So it's a price got to be paid. Right. It's a price got to be paid. It's a price that was demanded. Yes, yes. Because of sin, a price had to be paid. And the one who pays the price, Lord have mercy, he also had to be able. Look, he got to be able to pay the price. First of all. Mm-hmm. 
Let's watch yourself. It don't make no. It don't make. But now watch yourself. He might can afford it, but does he have what's necessary to divinely impart into the believer the new nature? See. So God is saying, not only can he can does he have what it takes to satisfy the law of sin. God has already said, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. So God is saying, I need blood. And the one who sheds the blood, he has to be able to divinely impart into the believer the new nature. So God is saying, I can't trust this to anybody. My Lord. He has to be able to change the nature of a man. I'm telling you something. I'm telling you, don't let the devil steal this new nature from you. Because without this new nature, Lord have mercy, we'll only be healed of the word and not do. Don't let the devil steal your new nature. Don't let the devil steal your championship. Don't let the devil keep you in poverty when you ain't got to be poor. Don't let the devil keep you sick and you ain't got to be sick. Don't let the devil keep you depressed and you ain't got to be depressed. Don't let the devil keep you lonely and you ain't got to be lonely. Don't let the devil stop get from under because he don't even have a right to subject you to this stuff because you've been redeemed from the curse. Amen. And I'm telling you, when you grab a hold, when you take a look at the redemptive package and see why God came himself and he didn't just Christ said this prepare me a body mm. uh, prepare me a body I'll go I'll go the word said prepare me a body I'll go so when the word went or when the word came and the word died and then gave you a word and you heard the word and was born into this new kingdom so you're a word being, you're a spirit being. You have no business letting anything natural rule over you. The born again reality, watch this here, it is not natural but supernatural. I want to write that down. The born again reality is not a natural reality. It's a supernatural reality. Lord have mercy. Say I'm going to live by that. I'm going to live by that. Say I'm going to live by that. I'm going to live by that. See, look, if you want supernatural results, you have to live by a reality that's not natural. Yeah. You want to live by a reality that's not natural. Now, if you want to, just, if, if you want a natural reality, go ahead and live naturally, and you're going to get some natural results. Right. The born again reality is not natural, but supernatural. Watch this here. It establishes the origin of the unseen as truth and source. The born again reality. It establishes the origin of the unseen. I know I got it, but you can't see it. I'm proof that the born again reality is real. I don't need to look outside of me to see the truth. When I look at myself, I see it. I see the unseen reality operating in me. 
The very power and nature of God to transform lives is in me because it changed me. Yeah. Oh, that mercy. Jesus, I'm trying to get you to see. So if you got that in you, if you got that in you, then nothing of the devil can stay or remain in you. Right. Huh. Live from out of that reality. Live from out of that truth. That truth and that reality is your source. Because from where you were born from, how you were born, you were born supernaturally in a natural world. The born again reality, it transports the new creation back to his creator. Lord have mercy. The born again reality, when I got born again, I got transported right back to my day. To have some one-on-one conversations with my day. I can find out what he said when he, when he said, I knew you even when you were in the womb of your mother, I foreknew you. I just said, well, come on, talk, Father. Mm-hmm. Tell me what me and you used to talk about when I was in my mama's womb. Tell me about the purpose you had. Tell me about the plan you had. Tell me about all of these things. Reveal to me, Dad. You see, back then, see, you, you, when you get born again, you get transported back. That's another reality. He said, he said that he establishes your identity your position and your purpose. That's all a good born again reality. You can't get that nature from nowhere else. You can't get that type of truth from nowhere. You can't get that from the natural world. The natural world will convince you to be something in the world. God trying to get you to be something in the kingdom. The natural world trying to get you to get a position of the world. Think that's what's going to make you who you are. God is saying, leave that alone. Come on. I got something for you in the kingdom. Oh, now first. I want you to see this stuff, man. It establishes the identity and position and purpose, watch this here, based on the truth of the unseen reality. See, that's what we live by. The Bible said that, that, that we walk by faith yeah. and not by sight. Somebody say, we're the unseen reality. The unseen reality. See, see, you can't see that. People say, how are you doing? I walk by faith. I walk by faith, not by sight. Bible said that just shall live by faith. So the second woman said faith. Our lifestyle. That's how I live. That's how I live. This ain't no, ain't no, ain't no journey come lately to this. I ain't just showed up doing this. Glory to God. Everything we get, we supposed to obtain by faith. The Bible said that whatsoever is not of faith is sin. You see it now. I'm sh- I'm, I'm, watch this here. Say unseen reality. Uh, see, see, you can't see that just like you can't see your faith and how you got saved. Yeah. Everything we do in the kingdom and every way we operate in the kingdom is based on an unseen reality called faith. It ain't got nothing to do with what our natural eyes see. It's got only to do with what we believe. Our only job is to believe. Huh. We ain't got to worry about doing right. We'll do right if we believe right. If we don't believe right, it ain't no way you do right. Mm-hmm. We be trying to put the we, we put the wagon in front of the horse. We keep trying to do right, but we believe wrong and we end up doing wrong. Mm-hmm. But if we believe right, you ain't got to worry about doing wrong. Mm-hmm. Living from another reality. Now we got to look at something. 
Romans, Romans, glory to God, chapter 6. Chapter 6. I want you to see something. That's why I'm taking you back here. I want you to see something. I want you to see something. So that I can keep, I can keep putting this in you that you've been delivered from this. Keep putting this in you that you've been delivered from this. See? Say, say, I don't have to. I don't have to. Die. Die. Ain't going nowhere. Say this, I ah. ain't going nowhere. Ain't going nowhere. Uh-huh. The devil is alive. Kill that witch right now. Amen. Six and twenty-three. <laughs> yeah. Start at twenty-two. But now, being made free. From sin and become servants to God, ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wage of sin is what? But the gift of God is what? Eternal life through Christ Jesus. See, when you got born again, when you got born again, that's another kind of life. That's the Zoe life. That's the soul life. That's another kind of life. That's living eternal. That's living eternal. Pastor Perry preached it like this here. Living from an eternal standpoint, Lord have mercy. So in other words, every day when I wake up, I should be approaching life from an eternal standpoint. You see it now, huh? I should be approaching life like I only got 10 more years left. See, what I'm trying to get you to see is, go back to the first statement. That religion has misplaced the redemptive package and made the believer to tolerate the curse. Uh-huh. See, we'll be approaching life with a doom and gloom outlook uh-huh. based on the number of years we've already been on earth. So if I'm 65, the devil starts telling me that I ain't got for 10 more good years. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm waking up every morning at 65 with a doom and gloom attitude. Oh, woe is me. And I'm telling you that that mind is not the mind of God. Lord have mercy. That's the devil's mind. That comes from his nature. And the devil is not your father. God is. So so the, 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 the task for the believer, glory to God, is to put away that mind. And you put it away. You put away the mind of doom and gloom. You put that mind. Watch this here. The Bible said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. God is saying, you got a choice. He, ain't, he, he said, let it be. And now you have a choice to let that mind rule in you or not. Glory to God. You see it now, huh? Say eternal life. I want to show you some James 3 and 15. We get there. We get there. We get there. Don't get impatient with me. Glory to God. We get there. I want you to see something. Because God told Adam, and he already told man, not Adam. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Holy Ghost. He said, that wasn't Adam, that was man. I said, that was man. He told man, I'm spirit dreaming. He told man, he said, the day that you eat it up, he said, there's one tree I don't want you to eat of. The tree of knowledge of good and evil. God have mercy. What are you saying, God? He said, I never designed you to eat from that tree. 
I designed you to eat from, from, a, from a tree of eternity. You would eat from the tree of life. The tree of cons a consistent, flowing revelation from me. Huh? He never designed us to eat from a tree of good and of, of good and evil. James chapter 3. You got to say, man. Amen. James chapter 3, verse 15. This wisdom, 14. But if ye have bitter envy, envy, and strife in your heart, glory not, and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descended not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and what? Devilish. For where envy and strife is, there is confusion and what? God is saying there's a type of wisdom, there's a type of knowledge that's not from above, it's from the earth, and it's devilish. That's the wisdom that make man think that good conduct will save him. That belonging to an organization will save him. That if he live a moral, just live a moral life, he'll be saved. That, that wisdom make man think that he don't need Jesus Christ. This is the wisdom that go around telling folk there's a whole lot of ways to get to God. That you ain't got to go through Jesus Christ. He God of everybody. No. See, that's earthly wisdom. That's sensual and devilish. Whoever talking like that, they don't understand that the very nature they got is of the devil. Mm. And, and the Bible says that that wisdom is sensual and devilish. And it's, it's full of strife and envy and confusion and whatever that is. That is nothing but evil works. We know what I'm, I'm trying to get you to see what God is saying so that you can identify that stuff if it try to rise itself up in you. That ain't for you to go pointing out everybody else. That's for me to be looking at myself and say, well, I, I said, oh, you ain't gonna rise up in me? I'm not gonna be thinking like that. You see? Somebody say amen right there. Amen. 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 I wanted you to see that. So we know that the wage of sin is death. Glory to God. We know now, amen, that that, that that wisdom, that knowledge, that that law came in, amen, that is sensual, earthly, and devilish. We know where that knowledge came from. That it came from off of that tree that God told him not to eat of. Somebody say amen right there. Amen. 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 I pray, glory to God, that this redemptive passage, that you begin to understand that when you were redeemed by Jesus Christ, that that blood that was shed on that cross is enough. Lord have mercy. You don't need to add anything to the blue. You don't need to add anything to the blue. You ain't got to add, I ain't got to add nothing. Ain't ain't nothing. It's not dependent upon you doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's so hard for man to believe that God did it for you and that you would not need it. Mm. <laughs> this is not about you. We were not needed for him to save us. His blood that was shed on the cross 
was enough. We don't have to add anything to it. Ain't got to take nothing away from it. All we need to do is receive. To be set free once and for all from the curse. No part of the curse do I have to take with me. I want you to see this. If you let this drop down in your spirit, healing is now in Jesus' name. Restoration is now in Jesus' name. If you just let it drop in your spirit, now in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, once that thing breaks in your spirit, it's broken your body. Once it breaks in your spirit, it's broken your body. Lord have mercy. Once drugs and alcohol and all of that stuff was broken my spirit, it was broken my body. It was broken my mind. It was broken out of my life. Once it was broken in the spirit, once I received it, I became free. No longer had any power. No longer had any power. No longer had any power, you see. See, when you get sick and tired and sick and tired of the devil beating you up, tossing you around, throwing you around, pushing you down, holding you down, always bound up by the devil and his stuff. When you get tired, Jesus will set you free. Mm. I got tired. I got tired. Yes, sir. We don't want to be professing to be Christians and then still bound by something. Yeah. Right. I don't care what it is. Yeah. It has no legal right over you. Mm. Poverty has no legal right over you. Right. Glory to God. We have two members of this church. Maybe within the last week, both of them got job promotions. Praise right. God. Sister Deborah. Just got hired in Central Lake. Okay. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. So, Sister Deborah, if you listen, we're proud of you. Glory to God. Amen. My cousin, Clayson, just got a brand new job. Amen. With the Department of Motor Vehicles. Just got a promotion. Amen. We prayed. She went next week, interviewed. Two days later, called. She got the job. Amen. So, Sister Deborah said yesterday, Pastor, thank you. I got the job. Yes. Amen. Promotion now. Now, Lord, now. We ain't playing no games with the devil. No, sir. Man. The same way he can promote, the same way he heals, the same way he set free, God is not dead. He's alive. He lives because we live. Glory to God. Glory to God. I don't know about you. I don't know about you. I don't know about you. But you, amen, I'm set free. We need to tell him tonight I'm set free. Father God, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. This redemptive plan, this redemptive plan, it is awakened, it is alive in us now. We have been redeemed from the curse of the law. Christ having been made a curse for us, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us. We receive now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. For everything that you've done for us. We thank you for saving us when we couldn't save ourselves. We thank you, Lord God, that in the redemptive plan was our healing. In the redemptive plan was our prosperity. In the redemptive plan was our inheritance. In the redemptive plan was our future. In the redemptive plan was our purpose. In the redemptive plan was everything you had in your word for us. Now we receive. 
not going to let nobody water down my plan of redemption. Mm. Yeah. I want it all. Amen. I just don't want one part of the plan. I just don't want to get my spirit saved and the rest of my life be broken. See? Mm. I understand that if I receive it in the spirit, glory to God, then it must manifest itself in the natural. So you can get free physically, you got to first get free spiritual. Right. Somebody say amen right there. Amen. You can't get free spiritual, you ain't gonna never be free physically. Glory to God. Got the perk, that thing got the perk. It's just like a woman getting ready to have a baby, she waiting on the water to break. Oh, yeah. She she don't want her water to break. It's on the way. It's on the way. We pregnant with it right now. Yeah. We pregnant with the promises of God right now. We pregnant with it right now. And I'm going to tell you, every promise that manifests in your life is a direct result that you had your water broken in here. Huh? When your water break in a specific area concerning the promise of God, you get birth to that thing. You get birth to that thing. And look, he got a whole lot of promises. He made a whole lot. He just don't make one promise to you. He made a whole lot of promises to you. Amen. And he don't mind you putting him in remembrance of them promises. Glory to God. I thank you, Lord God, for this word that you delivered on the night, Father. I thank you, Lord God, for the plan of redemption. It was your way to get me out. When I didn't know how to get out, when I didn't know how I was going to please you, when I didn't know how I was going to be reconciled to you, when I didn't know how I was going to come to you, when I didn't know how, even if I came, how you was going to look at me, somebody right now don't know how to come to God because they're afraid of how God going to look at them. But I want to tell you now that through his blood, he don't even see your sin. Yes, thank you, Lord. He don't even see your mess ups. He don't even see any of He's looking at you through the blood of Christ. He sees you just like himself. Father, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, for this word on tonight. We thank you, Lord God, for this redemptive plan that we are redeemed. We are the redeemed of the Lord. I would say, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Amen. Amen. We say so now.